This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast, September's World Changer bonus episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to the guy that I interviewed today. His name is Grant Gibbs and he is the executive director at Hippo Water Roller, which is an organization in Africa that you're going to learn all about. And let me just tell you about how I found Hippo Roller. I was, you know, chilling, doing something, scrolling through Facebook and here's this video that pops up in my newsfeed and it intrigues me. It's intriguing. I'm always interested in hearing about um, the water crisis and the links that people have to go to in different parts of the country to just to simply have water to use for that day. And so I click on this video and I learn about this amazing innovation, the hippo roller. I'm totally intrigued. It's like a two-minute video. I'm weeping, of course, by the end of it. I hop on their website. I make my donation. And then I think more people need to know about this. More people need to support this organization. And so I reached out to them and said, hey, I've got a podcast and I would love to interview someone from your company to share about your message and about the work that you're doing anyway. They got back to me and said, yes, we'd love to have our executive director on, blah, 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 blah. And then, lo and behold, I got to interview Grant Gibbs. So I'm really excited to share. You know how I love to share things that get me get me fired up. So enjoy the podcast. Enjoy the picture that Grant paints for us about what's happening in Africa and what they're doing to be a part of the solution small part of the solution because, of course, bigger containers don't necessarily solve the water crisis, but they are um, creating a situation where some families are finding relief in a world that is pretty harsh. So I'm honored to introduce you to Grant. Uh, Enjoy. So today, I'm so excited and honored to welcome Grant Gibbs to the podcast. He is the executive director of a company called Hippo Roller. 
I am so inspired by the work that they do and felt as though this would be a great fit. From the website, Hippo Roller was designed in Africa for Africa. The 90 liter Hippo Roller, Hippo Water Roller enables women and children and the elderly to collect five times more water than a single bucket by simply rolling it along the ground. Their mission, helping communities to improve access to water 90 liters at a time. Grant, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Casey. We appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, and I just want to inform listeners, so Grant is in South Africa, and we were just talking about how amazing modern technology is that we would be able to connect and have a conversation about your organization. (laughs) It's wild. (laughs) So will you please share the Hippo Roller story and let listeners know how you got involved in the work? All right, certainly I'll try and be brief and stop me and ask questions if, if, it, if I'm not making any sense. Okay. <clears throat> All right, but essentially I come out of the IT background. I used to be an information technology technician and salesman, but I wasn't a very fulfilled, happy person. I was looking for other things, and I happened to find a newspaper article that spoke about this hippo roller. And um, started as a casual distributor of theirs and the relationship grew to the point where it eventually became a major focus in fact the only thing that i do so the hippo roller itself is already 25 years old i've been involved for the last 23 years um, trying to get sponsorship funding to distribute these to the people that need them but perhaps i should just go back a step and create some perspective here in terms of what is a hippo roller used for why is it needed yeah, that'd be great. Like, paint us a picture because, like I was just saying before we recorded, I'm over here in Washington State in the United States, and I've never been to Africa. So paint us a picture of the typical day for members of the community whose job it is to fetch water. What does it look like without the hippo roller, and what does the hippo roller offer to people? Okay, great. So I think that the thing that people battle to picture the most is access to water. What do you really mean by that? So If you consider living in a city or an urban city where you've got uh, many water points within a few meters um, of your wherever you are, it's very, very easy to get to water whenever you need it, whether it's for cleaning, for washing, for flushing toilets, for drinking, for anything. Mm -hmm. So in in these sort of typical South African country and other African countries, you do have your cities, but you have large numbers of people that live in rural areas and this is for traditional reasons it could be tribal homelands it could be just areas that they've grown up in and um, a lot of people say why don't they move closer to the water point Uh, you know there's just too many other cultural things to consider why they're not um, living (laughs) obviously Mm -hmm. they don't choose to, to live in a dry area but but you know the environment keeps changing all the time so a typical rural community um has very little infrastructure so even a road is a problem right so what actually happens as far as water is concerned is they have a variety of water points that they will go to to collect their water and carry their water home so that could either be a river it could be a stream it could be a spring Um, if there is water on tap in the community it's generally very unreliable Um, maybe flows once a week at best Mm. Um, so it is, it's, it's quite a daily thing um, that, that communities need to do to collect water all the time. So they, it's generally the women and the children who are responsible for collecting water. That is pretty much culturally 
the way why it's done i still can't understand it why i think the men are just sitting around waiting for the next war um, mm. but essentially the responsibility falls very clearly on women and children so their task first thing in the morning is to get up find a bucket or a jerry can whatever they can and that's about five gallons mm-hmm. and then walk anything up to 15 miles we've seen in some cases so it varies the united nations says that there are approximately a billion people around the world that do not have adequate access to water in their homes. And they have to now go and fetch it somewhere and carry it back home. So if you can just try and imagine in how much water we use in one day, um, if you just total up what you drink, what you cook with, what you clean with, what you wash your car, water your garden, your vegetables, you know, all of those sort of factors. Um, it's a significant amount of water compared to them. Now, they have to physically carry all of that water they want to use all the way back to their homes. Yeah, what so, comes to mind is those pictures of the women with the buckets on top of their heads. Yes, absolutely. And that is very heavy. Um, yeah. I don't know in terms of pounds, but in kilograms, one bucket is 20 kilograms. It's a very heavy weight. Wow. Um, so it and it affects large numbers of people across the country, the continent really, and many developing countries as well, not just um, in South Africa. South Africa used to be a reasonably well-developed country. It's just sliding backwards, if I can be blunt. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not as first world as we used to be, so we can be a little bit more third world. Um, but yeah, in in essence, it's that issue that we're trying to address. Um, because it's not just the effort that is required to collect that water and carry it all the way home. It's also the time factor. Um, it takes so much time to carry one bucket of water. Now you want um, 10 gallons or 20 gallons. You've got to go three or four times a day to collect water. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Hey, so I'm so excited. I want to share with you about one of our new sponsors, Starglow Media. They have this amazing show for all of you with younger kids called Mysteries About True Histories. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers and on adventures through time packed with puzzles and hidden equations, histories and laughs. You all know Alana, our 
co-founder at Sproutable. She listened to the show with her seven-year-old and loved it. They would pause the show and try to figure out the math problems together, loved learning about different cultures and the histories around the world. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and so much more. Math is geared Math is what they call it. Math is geared towards kids six and over, but can be enjoyed by the entire family. Episodes drop every Thursday, and they're about 15 minutes, perfect length for the car rides, mealtime, break time, bedtime. Each episode is stacked with so much laughter, and your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories, Math, with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Right, and, and 20 kilograms, I just looked it up because I can't do the math, okay, great. <laughs> is, is 44 pounds. Right. That's yeah. Just, so, just how heavy that is. And so you just said, so maybe in a day you want to collect up to 20 pounds, 20 gallons of yeah. water. So that's back and forth with their five-gallon. Yeah, uh, it's nearly 200 pounds. Oh, my gosh. That's wild. Yeah. Now, you carry that weight on your head. Um, the long-term effect is quite devastating on the spine um, in terms mm -hmm. of premature aging. So what we find is that the young girls will start with a small amount of water, and as they grow large, stronger and, and bigger, they will then carry more and more water. But the typical container they use is about um, five gallons. Yeah. So it really is quite significant. And as a result of having to first priority to go and collect water every day, Children tend to be very late for school. Mm -hmm. So this does impact on the quality of the education, the chances of, of um, getting a proper education and breaking free of the poverty cycle. Mm -hmm. So it's quite devastating, you know, from that perspective as well. So just to go back to what a hippo roller is, um, it's essentially just a, war a drum um, with a handle that clips on and allows you to roll water along the ground rather than carrying it above your head. So it's a cylindrical drum, obviously. It, the, the handle clips on, clips off. It has a large opening screw cap so that you can open up the drum and you can fill it up with water. You can also put your arm in there to wash it and clean it. Mm -hmm. um, not like a lot of these smaller jerry cans. They have tiny openings um, and then build up algae inside. So it's quite mm -hmm. unhygienic. Um, but the hipparole allows somebody, a young girl, even an elderly person, and the elderly really do struggle here too, um, to collect 90 liters or, or let's say 24 gallons wow. in one trip. Because the weight is actually on the ground, you just need that energy to make it roll. Have so you been there? Have you been on the ground when communities have been offered a hippo roller and, and been shown how it can be used? I try to attend almost every handover that I can. So we, we call them handovers. Uh -huh. Typically, the way the process works is a sponsor will come on board. They'll decide how many rollers they, they can afford to donate. We'll then mm -hmm. prepare the community, identify the, the who the beneficiaries are, and then go there for a specific day. And it's a really fun, exciting day because you have lots of song and dance and speeches and it's a long, drawn-out African affair. Yeah, I <laughs> so, bet it's kind of great fun. I imagine that it's a little bit emotional too, just recognizing how what a huge difference this makes in communities. 
absolutely. No, it really is a very rewarding experience for us. Um, but it is such an emotional experience for them too. There's never, you know, there's always, or let me put it this way, there's never enough rollers for everybody. Mm -hmm. So it needs to be carefully managed. Um, and we rely very much on the local community leadership to determine who the beneficiaries would be. So if there's a 500 households, there may only be 200 hippo rollers. We allow the community leaders must tell us who the beneficiaries will be, and they'll coordinate the entire function. Mm -hmm. um, we don't want the scenario of um, wealthy, well-to-do people coming along and reinforcing that, um, you know, we're okay, you're not, here's a hippo roller. You know, we sure. trying to avoid that scenario. So it's rather peer-to-peer -peer type of, of sponsorship. That's so uh, but great. it's That's very so rewarding. Yeah, very rewarding. <laughs> Amazing. So how do you see the lot? So you, you spoke about women and children um, typically being the ones who are spending the most time collecting the water. How have you seen their lives benefit from having hippo rollers in their communities? Perhaps if I could just start by saying that the, the, the most important um, feature of the hippo roller is that the benefit is immediate. There are a lot of um, community projects that, that take a lot of time and a lot of investment before um, a an instead of a return is seen on that investment. Whereas with the hippo roller, they start experiencing the benefits immediately, which is great. Mm -hmm. So children can get to school more easily on time. Um, mom has more, uh, we, mom, we say mom in South Africa, mother. She has more time in the home to do washing and cleaning and growing her vegetables. She's got more water for that. Um, it allows them to, to grow vegetables to resell and start a little business mm -hmm. for possible income generation. Um, there are so many sideline spin-off benefits from this, you know, which is such a basic need. But I suppose one of the, the easiest ways to try and imagine what it's like is if your water gets cut off for a couple of days at a time and then try and figure out now how do we get past this and when the shop runs out of bottled water where do we get water from then you know Gosh, that's sort of I, the scenario yeah and i just think about people freak out <laughs> when they <laughs> when their water you know for whatever reason there's some kind of disturbance in their water and it's yeah it's, it's really humbling to um here i mean that number i stuck with me that one billion number one billion people on the planet who have poor access to water is just it is mind -blowing. quite scary they're, yeah they're just, yeah yeah it's it really is and so what are the so africa's a huge continent and made up of many countries um where have you all had the biggest impact what are some of the countries that you've gone into and uh offered up well, roller. being based in South Africa, um, predominantly it's Southern Africa, but mm -hmm. we have um, shipped hippo rollers to at least 25 countries um, around the world, mostly Africa. Some of them just tiny little pockets, all depending on who the sponsor is and where they'd like to send them. Our unfortunate factor at the moment is that the shipping cost is quite significant, simply because of the we're paying for the air inside mm -hmm. the drum when we ship them. So it does result in a fairly high landed cost when it goes to another country. But it's predominantly South Africa, Mozambique, Botswana, Namibia, um, Tanzania, Kenya. I've even been to South Sudan just before the mm. elections, and there's all sorts of drama there again now. Um, but it is also a major source of conflict. Um, I, they're talking about that many wars will now be fought between countries over 
water sources. That's how desperate it's getting. Even yeah. in South Africa, we have uh, nine provinces. You call them states. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, uh, they call it nine states. Eight of them are declared disaster zones uh, because of mm. drought. Wow. The drought is starting to impact many, many people. Wow. All the more reason for people to be supporting the Hippo Roller organization. Absolutely. Right? I mean, we, we really do appreciate uh, the help we've been giving. I, I must just mention quickly that we had a video uh, that went viral. We had some chap that we don't even know. He created a video clip, downloaded footage off our website and made a one minute clip. And he posted it on a Facebook page called Science Nature. And I think within a week, we had something like 35 million views. Wow. It just suddenly went viral. And that has made such a huge impact for us, which is really great. I, what I mean is a positive impact because now sure. a lot more people are aware and and they're starting to support and they're trying to contribute and see where they can help. And we get a lot of church groups that may be supporting a, a community in Kenya, for example, or mm-hmm. Malawi or wherever. And mm-hmm. they are trying to get funding amongst themselves to collect and donate and send the rollers across. So I think That's we're going so to great. see a nice impact from this. Yeah. And I'd love um, if you could shoot me that link, I'll make sure to put it in my show notes with this podcast so people can take a look at that Fantastic. Thank you, video. Thank Definitely. You that. Yes. So most of my listeners are here in the States and I'm assuming I'm making an assumption that not many of them have had the opportunity to travel to Africa. What do you think is probably the most surprising thing that Westerners learn or experience when they take time to travel to Africa? Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> That's a big question, right? <laughs> Speak because, for all of Africa, please, Grant. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Uh, but look, it, Africa is strangely beautiful. It's, mm. it's, there is so much interest in cultures and colors and, and animals and all sorts of amazing things. To, I, I strongly recommend people travel if they get the opportunity. Of mm-hmm. course, safety is a factor. You do need to pre- prepare well and plan carefully, but it's worth it. It really is absolutely amazing. Um, scenery is incredible. The sunsets are amazing. You know, there, there really is a lot that, that's going to. And generally speaking, Africans are very warm and friendly people. So mm-hmm. you tend to get a nice um, positive reaction from people that you see. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you you listen to your podcasts. That's great. Good to know. So what are some ways that my listeners can get involved um, in hip with Hippo Roller and support the work that you're doing? Well, I suppose the obvious one is to appeal for funding. So anybody that is in, in a position to contribute something, it, uh, we we have a couple of means of doing that. We have a, a website specifically called givewater.hipparola.org. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll send you all of these links as well. Great. But essentially, they could log on there, and there's a, a facility where they can immediately um, make a donation if they want to, or they can um, start their own crowdfunding campaign. Perhaps uh, a school has their own network, social network, and they want to challenge other schools or challenge kids amongst the schools, for example. Mm. Um, they can create their own fundraising campaign, set their own target, and run all of this on our website. Oh, um, cool. And create their own little bit and then decide where they'd like their sponsorship to go. Obviously, we're suggesting that they limit the travel cost or the shipping cost as much as possible. Mm. Um, obviously, within South Africa, it's the, the most cost-effective. So the bulk of the funding goes to HIPAA rollers rather than shipping cost. Right. Um, that's something to consider. We do appeal to corporates, businesses, and we're talking more along the lines of social responsibility um, or social, corporate social investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, many com- corporates have these budgets and they want to be seen supporting communities, maybe even mining companies that have an operation in Africa somewhere. Maybe they want to support the communities around their operation is another good um, opportunity. And then, of course, the NGOs, lots of NGOs that are operating, addressing different needs across the continent. The Hipparola, addressing that water problem, um, makes them far more efficient in what they're trying to do. So um, those are all. And then, of course, we have the normal Hipparola website, which is just hipparola.org. Mm-hmm. Um, you can obviously link back to the Give Water as well. Uh, but there's lots of resource information, videos, um, photographs that people can have a look at. And please engage with us if there's any way, any novel way that you'd like to think. We Right now, if I could just mention quickly, from this, we, we raised a fair number of funds. to. I think we've got about enough money at the moment for about 100 hippo rollers. We can fit 200 hippo rollers into a shipping container. Mm-hmm. And we have a shipping company that has offered to give us a very good rate to get hippo rollers to take a whole container load through to Haiti. Um, You know, the situation in Haiti is equally terrible. So we're going to be able to send, we're now appealing to people to help us fill the container so that we can then send a full container load all the way across to Haiti. And it'll be distributed there by various organizations in Haiti. 
and then we'll repeat that in Uganda, in Kenya, in wherever we, mm-hmm. we find a need, you know. Oh, my interest. goodness. Thank you so much <laughs> for the work that you do. I, I had um, somebody from the Carry the Future organization. I don't know if you've heard of them. They are sending baby carriers to okay. um, Syria or to um, Greece for Syrian refugees when they show up on the border and they've got their kids and they're trying to keep track of everyone. So they're sending you know, like front packs and backpacks so parents oh, wow. can actually wear their kids. And it's such a, a simple and brilliant uh, piece of a solution to a very big problem. And I feel the, gosh, I'm kind of emotional. I feel the same <laughs> way about this hippo roller. Like, A, why it took people so long to figure this out? Amazing, brilliant. And how I'm on your website right now, and I see it's not just Africa. You're sending it. You're sending rollers to South America and Asia and places in Europe and the Middle East. And it's just what an amazing way to change the lives of families around the world, or at least give one piece of relief in one area of their life around the world. So, thank Absolutely. you so no, much. Thank you, Casey. Just to, yeah. to touch on the fact that the hippo roller is not a permanent solution. It's certainly an right. interim solution, but it, it is very appropriate for the environment where it needs to be used because we've made it to be maintenance-free. So right. there's no need to have to find shops and spare parts, which don't exist in most of these countries. So mm-hmm. the roller will last a good five to seven years on average, sometimes more than 10 years. And I'm talking about daily use in tough rural conditions. Right. So, right. And I love on the website around sustainability, you guys talk about how, you know, when the life of the hippo roller is over, it makes a great planter or, <laughs> yeah. or feeding, some other, feeding you know, troughs for animals, water exactly. troughs, baths for children. Yeah. They, you will not be able to get the a damaged roller when it's finally expired away from the family. They have too many other uses for it. So yeah. the, the, the okay. issue of, of uh, it's an important issue is the environmental impact of plastic in the communities right. is not really a factor because they have so many other applications for it long mm-hmm. after it's being useful as a hippo roller. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show, Grant, and educating us about your organization. So appreciate it. Thank you, Casey. We really appreciate the opportunity as well just to get some exposure. And we look forward to engaging with many of your listeners after this. Yeah. Well, and I see we can follow you on some social media. You're on Facebook, on Twitter, LinkedIn, all of them. I'll okay, send you great. the links as well so that you've got um, a list of all of those as well. That'd be great. Thank you so all much. Right. Have a beautiful evening. I know it's evening over Thank there. You. It's morning yes, here. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you, Casey. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye. Right. Okay, so... I am sitting here after listening to that conversation thinking, oh my gosh, I so take water for granted. I mean, I live in the Pacific Northwest, so there is no shortage of water. But even in some of our drought our drought areas here in the States, I mean, nobody's walking for miles and miles to fill up a bucket of water. I mean, we are so privileged. And I'm just so grateful that I have this platform to share this story and this company and this work that's happening around the world and bringing some ease to families. Now, that interview was conducted in, I think it was July, I talked to Grant, and now it's September. 
And I'm really excited to share that Joyful Courage is um, becoming a team member to Hippo Rollers Campaign for Haiti. So what that means is in the show notes, you will see a link. And the link is www.hipporoller.org slash Haiti, H-A-I-T-I, www.hipporoller.org slash Haiti. And what that campaign is, is, is a quest to improve Haiti's water access by offering up hippo rollers. And so far, they've been able to provide 100 hippo rollers to people in Haiti, and they're looking to provide a total of 200. So when you click on that link, it will take you to a page where you can become a backer. And there are a variety of, I mean, you can you can donate $5, you can donate 10, 25, 50, whatever works for you to be a small part in the support for the people of Haiti. And I know that um, to me, it is, it's such a powerful way to help make a difference. And I'm just on the site right now and I'm looking at things, numbers, right? So Haiti is the poorest region in the Western Hemisphere and one of the poorest countries in the developing world. And 45% of the Haitian population does not have access to conventional water sources. Haiti has a population of 10.9 million people and 52% live in rural areas with little or no access to drinking water. And uh, yeah, so hey, let's join forces, okay? Let's, Let's move as a community to make a difference in the lives of families in Haiti. Head over to hipporoller.org slash Haiti and make your contribution. When you do that, there will be a little um, comment space. And if you'll just write Joyful Courage in that comment, we'll be able to track um, what our community was able to raise for this important, important work. So again, so grateful that Grant made time to talk to me from Johannesburg, South Africa, which is so cool. And also... You know, grateful for all of you that you listened in. I know we didn't talk about parenting today, uh, but yeah, you're, I thank you. Thank you for your faith in me. Thank you for recognizing that if I'm going to put something on the show, it is worth your time to listen. I just, that makes me feel really good. I appreciate that. So yeah, big, huge love to all of you. Again, if you are not a part of the community, head on over to Live in Love with Joyful Courage on Facebook. That's our uh, private group, closed group. You can join in the conversation there, or you can just simply become a fan of Joyful Courage on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram at joyful underscore courage or on Twitter. You can send me an email anytime you want, giving me feedback, suggestions, ideas at casey at joyfulcourage.com. Check out my offers at my website, joyfulcourage.com. And what I'd really love for you to do today, yes, you, I'm talking to you, is head over to iTunes and will you write me a review and give me five stars? That would be so cool. I'm really trying to push my way up to the top so that when people are looking for parenting podcasts, Joyful Courage just shows up because it's so awesome and so many people listen. But I can only do that if you share it around. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my best in the share in the sharing, but uh, I need your help. All right. So 
big, huge love to all of you. Have a beautiful day, and I'll be back in your ears on Tuesday. Amy McCready is going to be on the show on Tuesday, so that's going to be great. We're going to talk about allowance. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Okay, love you. Bye. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.